we're, we can't remember and cut out any part of this. So we have to start off by doing 10 minutes for you first, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Not 10 minutes. Well, hi, um, everybody. We're back. Kevin and... That's wrong. not right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are just back. Seda Jane. Jane Seda. <laughs> um, Kevin made his own cocktail because I came straight from work. Apparently he started early, honey. Let's go. I but he to put be nice tequila, seltzer water, lime juice, squirters. Those ones you get at the grocery store that you <laughs> And lemon juice squirter, tonic water, and then one lump of sugar. Mm -hmm. It's decent. I had a sip. And now I'm drinking water, though. What are you smoking? Oh, yeah. Uh, where's my bag? Is it right there? In that black tube? No. It's right here. Wait, where's your wine at, bitch? What? That's for the next one. Yeah, but... We're going to have a glass. I want to clink them. Yeah, but we, you got to be drinking something. That's not fair. I had a margarita at work. Like, well, not at it, but at a... What's up with these fucking bags? This is called... Flow loose. No, it's just called flow. It's wait, just wait. Loose. Do you just go into li li live well and say, what's the cheapest thing you got to right now? Uh, Well, this is from a different place. Most of the time, that's what I do when I'm looking for, like, quantity over quality. This is quality over quantity. This is, like, high-end, yummy stuff. Tweedleaf. Yeah, that's the place that I got it from. Oh, it's a yama. It's called flow. It is a sativa. It's coming in at 18% THC. Mm. Getting lit. Getting lit. It's Friday. Getting lit. Ooh. Watch out. Dropping beats. <laughs> also, Kevin made a pasta salad that was pretty good. I'm just... There's broccoli in it, so I was happy. You're going to be gassy. Potentially, yeah. I'm just all sorts of uh, creative. Boiling water and cut on vegetables, not too creative. That's super creative. How fucking Don't dare you? <laughs> start. All right. Um, so this okay. Is episode four. We're going to continue on with cults. She's going to. I just want to correct a few things. So, Nexium, I said in the last episode that there was no other dudes doing weird shit, and that was not true. Um, I mean, it didn't get into depth on who was doing it, but, like, Mark and his wife. Oh, God. Why can't I remember her name now? Bonnie. They... Somebody came over, and there was, like, a, they looked like a huge dog bed on the ground, but it was really for Bonnie, and I guess... Oh my God. In the instance, she spoke out against him in public, and as punishment, she had to sleep on the floor. And that's, like as much detail as they got, but I was like, oh, this misogynistic, like, piece of fucking yeah, garbage. Yeah, but there were multiple different perpetrators or whatever? I would assume yes, yeah. but, I mean, I I'm, I just said that there was no men, other men doing sketchy yeah, things, yeah. and I'd like to retract that, because I think they were. Especially because, like, Mark was, like, a nice, from what I could tell was like a decent human besides like getting trapped in the cult. Yeah, yeah. Um that like I mean it seems like him it talking to about people. it like he cried. Yeah. Like it was like the conversation started out as kinda like jokey, like, oh I was sleeping the floor. Like somebody thought I was we had got a big dog and like Mark started to like cry and he's like, It's not fucking funny. Like, yeah. That's fucked up that I did that. Yeah, yeah. So and I think that's it. I don't really remember, so you can start on yours, but I just wanted to kind of... Cool. Mine's the children of God. Now, uh, a lot of this stuff happened back in the day, uh, but the... Not the founder, but the founder's wife, uh, now he was married twice, but one of the founders is still to this day uh, running this cult, but it is... They're not affiliated in any way, shape, or form with... Uh, when it was found by David Berg, who is the main guy who I'm going to be talking about today. He's the uh, he's the founder of this entire cult. He's the leader of that religion, or, or their, their religion. Uh, it started out in 1968 as Teens for Christ, and they changed it later to the Children of God, which started off as a joke by a reporter when he was first reporting on them. He said that 
uh, David, who changed his name to Moses Berg, or, uh, no, Moses David, that's what he changed his name to, uh, and the reporter called him Moses and his children of God, the people that lived with him, so that's how they cha- ended up getting the name uh, the children of God. Now, David Berg is a giant piece of shit, he is dead now. Uh, See ya. But one of the other things I want to talk about, too, is with, like you were saying, with these cults, how much power they have over all of their people now. This cult got big enough that it was around the entire world. So he was accused of pedophilia and plenty of witnesses coming out against him and everything like that. And they were never able to actually charge him because they moved him all around the world. He, like, never was stayed in one place. He, like, went from Europe to Canada to South America. He was always on the move because his followers believed every word that he said and would house him and, like, take care of him and all that type of shit. So, uh, David Berg has been accused of leading a cult which promoted assaults on children and sexual abuse of women and children for decades. Berg was personally accused of pedophilia. Mary Berg, his granddaughter, testified that Berg sexually molested her when she was a young teenager. Uh, Another one of Berg's granddaughters, Joanna Berg, spoke on television about being sexually abused by David Berg. Uh, Berg's adopted son, Ricky Rodriguez, wrote an article in which he describes Berg's sexual activity involving a number of women and children. Uh, Davida Kelly, the daughter of Rodriguez's nanny, Sarah Kelly, accused Berg of molesting her in June 2005, Rolling Stone article. In the same article, a woman identified as Armandrea? 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 Armandrea. Is that right? A-R-M-E-N-D-I-A alleged that uh, David Berg had sexually abused her when she was 13 years old. His pedophilic actions extended beyond his personal victims, affecting many children in the family uh, as child... Wait. Wait, wait. Berg's pedophilic actions extended beyond his personal victims, affecting many children in the family, which is what the Children of God is now called. It's called the Family International. That's what the company is now called. Uh, or cult. I don't know. They're considered an LLC, which is weird. Um, at, so it was affecting many children in the family. As sec- child sexual abuse became organized with child sexual abuse material, child pornography created in alignment with David Berg's instructions, and he inst- institutionalized pedophilia and sexual abuse, uh, which was described in an autobiography. So about three sisters who escaped from the family as well. So it's all, like, very well documented. Even though he's never been charged as a pedophile, there has been so there's so much evidence against it that I have no problem calling him a pedophile and saying that the acts that he did were pedophilic. You know so I mean? essentially is he can't be charged as a pedophile because, like, the people came out way later? No, because they were never able to catch him. They were never able to bring him in front of a court and, and judge and, like, you know what I mean, charge him as... Uh, they were never able to bring charges to him because they were never able to catch him. So there's just, like, warrants out for his arrest in random places? All across America, mainly. I think it's mainly in America. Uh, that's where it was started. But, like, if you have a warrant out for your arrest in Colorado, but you're in California, you still can get arrested and they just bring you back. Right. Correct, yeah. Okay. So it's multiple different places in America, too. Got it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he changed his name to Moses David after, um, no, wait on. So anyways, his first wife was Jane Miller. They had four children together, Linda, Paul, Jonathan, and Faithy. Uh, so he claimed that God appointed him as the end-time prophet and that he would be playing a role in the second coming as, uh, of Christ. And he also prophet. uh, Prophet, oh my God! He also prophesied that the world would end in 1994. <laughs> so when people, <laughs> I know, and actually, funnily enough, that is the year that he died. Oh, so his life ended. Right? Crazy. Uh, he prophesied that back in the 80s too, or the 60s, I think. Uh, 68 was when the um, cult was founded. 
so while living in seclusion, he communicated with his followers via video or letters or comics specifically for the kids or for teenagers called Mo Letters, which were for Mo, it stood for Moses Letters. The, cause, the comics were, designate, uh, yeah, were designed to indoctrinate children while the letters themselves were directions on how to live your everyday life. Uh, he had more than 3,000 different issues published. And they were all edited. They all had like editors and publishers and everything like that. So like, you have to think the people that went over all this stuff, they redacted some stuff. They cleaned up the language, and then they would still still send it out. So like, even though he's the one that perpetrated all the ideas, other people received his content and then sent it out to people saying this is okay or like this is content that is that is uh, acceptable to be sending out to these type of people. Um, so one of the articles I'm just taking little quotes out of them why else did he make boys and girls start to be able to have children at the young age of 12, 13 he, accept, he expected them to be adults by that time almost full grown adults who were able to take responsibility of children to bear, to bear children and to know how to take care, train lead them up the ways they should go by the time they matured to be teenagers even early teens he made them physically capable of having children on their own. God made them earnestly and passionately desire sex because he made them to have children at that age. He wanted them to have children. He expected them, uh, he expected their parents to have trained them so well that by the time they are grown and big and that many years old, they are fully responsible adults. They can take on adult jobs, responsibilities, and do serious hard work. Hard working, uh, the hard work of earning a living and taking care of a family and producing children and taking care of kids. When you're 12 or 13? 12 or 13 years old. So these articles, too, the way David talks reminded me a lot of it was very Trump-eccentric. The way every single sentence ended with an exclamation point. And like whenever he said something, it was always like very over the top. But you still have to think all of these things were edited down by individuals who said, okay, cool, we're taking out the eccentric stuff, and this is what was still published. Like, this ridiculous bullshit. Well, it's probably people that still believed him. Yeah, and true. followed him. It's still, people to this day still, even his family still, like, say, uh, it's mainly his children the one, uh, that say that they believe in everything that he says wholeheartedly, even though the world didn't end in 1994. So, uh, just so... Just so I understand a little better, this cult is, like, based on, like, a, like religion or that he is made up? This is based on Christianity. Okay. So, the second coming of Christ. Okay. So, because uh, there, I, I don't know if some people still believe that there is a second coming of Christ, like... Probably. With the rapture and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm not even that sure with Christianity itself. I don't know. It's all very... I don't want to get Yeah, too, we don't need yeah, to get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think we know uh, our feelings about it. <laughs> uh, uh, so at, at one time, they had... Uh, let me see. I'm going to get the numbers of how many people they had. Hold on, let me just read this. Okay, so another part that he really encouraged the female mem members of the group to do, which is something that... it, it When I was reading through this uh, all last week... It reminded me a lot of your um, yes. your cult thing. It, they did something called flirty fishing, which was a practice where the female members were encouraged to use seducing, like they were they were used to seduce men and try to convert them into uh, their cult. So going to bars and picking up men and stuff like that. Um, and it was said that from 1974 to 1987 members had sexual contact with 223,989 people while practicing flirty fishing. How many members were there total in the group? Um, I know I have that number here somewhere. It's like way more than yeah, there nine. Yeah, across the entire globe. Yeah, I mean, if that's how many people just joined from the bar stuff. <laughs> that wasn't even that, that, that's not people who joined specifically it was just people who they had sex with but like even if 50% of those people joined yeah true 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 that's a lot um okay so less than 10 years after he started the group 
so he started the group in 1968, so 1978, there were over 120 communities located across the globe with over 10,000 members. At each community? No, in, in all. 10,000 oh, yeah, okay. 10, members in all with 120 communities. There was so much different information, too, because it was recorded all at different times for different reasons. Um, a lot of things I really wanted to touch on, but I don't have nearly enough time, was like kidnappings, the way they were able to kidnap uh, members, female members of the of the group, their children. So they would bring them in, member, high-ranking official members of the group would be able to have sex with whatever women they wanted. If they got them pregnant, the kids would be indoctrin indoctrinated into their system, and then if the woman started acting up, they would just take the kid and ship them off to another colony. See you later, in a different country. And then, like, the moment that the police got wind of where they were in that country, they, they, they even had some of the Mo letters that they had were specifically about how to hold the cops off long enough to be able to get the child from that safe house to another safe house. Because they only have a warrant for one place, so they won't be able to get to a warrant for another place. And, like, the amount of abdu child abductions, kids are still missing. Still have no idea. And this place is still, and this is still a, a uh, existing religion now. You know what I mean? Like, there are children that are still missing to this day. Women that are still looking for their kids that were stolen from them from this group. And they're still missing to this day. Like, that's not something I can even touch on. You know what I mean? There's so much other things I wanted to be able to talk about. Um, okay. So. What they would do, too, for new members of the group, whenever they came in, they would limit the members access to the outside world and ask, to, ask them to give up all money and possessions. Like surrender it to Every, the group? Yep. Um, and they people did this? Over 10,000 people did this. That's so fucking crazy. One of the documentaries I watched too, um, one of the women who was like, because they were, a, it's a Christian group that were all about, most of the people were um, like, hippies, people that were kicked out of their houses. They were uh, people avoiding the draft. So oh, they were, that makes like, sense. The, an, another big thing was, you know, it was a, a lot of good ways of stopping the system from being able to go forward with their plans. So even in a situation where they knew they had draft dodgers and they were going to arrest draft, draft dodgers, they would do that. They would have the same exact tactics for hiding the children they would use for those people. So, like, it would be almost an incentive if you were in trouble with the law or if you had any type of charges against you to go into this group almost because they would actively hide you as long as you went along with whatever the hell they were doing. Right. So if you had any possessions any, after that too, they would, uh, some of the groups, they, some of the people they interviewed for this thing too, they said that when you first get in, into the group, they break you down psychologically for weeks. For like weeks, like no sleep, no, like just in, totally making, like giving you, in, insulting you, who you are as a person, telling you that like, and they make you write, they made them write things almost exactly like in uh, Nixium. They made you write everything bad about your family. So like people that were not in the group, they made you write everything bad about them on pieces of paper and give them all this information about them. So then if they ever tried to go back to them, they had all this blackmail against them so that they can never even leave the group. Right. It was like it was really interesting how I feel like uh, what was the leader of your nickname? What was his name? Now I can't remember. Ken. He looked like fucking Stephen King. I looked him up. I was reading a bunch about him. He looked like Stephen King. It's just, but I feel like he employed a lot of the same tactics that that this guy used. He was just so smart about the. Uh, the way they indoctrinate you, the way they are able to keep you like locked in there, you know, with all the um, with all of the blackmail or whatever you want to call it. High control, right? Right. So in 1978, this the cult's high command. This is 10 years later. This is when they have 10,000 people in their. We're gonna call it a cult. In their cult, uh, the cult's whole high command is accused of sexually abusing and raping minors within the group with evidence to support the claim. 
one third of all membership, <laughs> one third of <laughs> total membership leaves, uh, leaves the cult, and then the family of God is abolished and reorganized as the family of love, and then later just the family. So in 1978 to 1981, that is when they start using the um, flirty fishing. That's when it really starts happening. So from 1978, after they reorganized from the children of God to the family of love, is when they start doing the uh, flirty fishing, and that's when the group explodes. So it goes like much bigger from there. Um, in 1985, there's an urgent mem uh, memorandum sent to all members reminding them that any such activities between adult and children are strictly forbidden within the group and such activities were grounds for immediate excommunication from the group. So they had to actually make a memorandum in their... Uh, to stop touching kids. Yeah, to be able to stop doing that. And one of the, one of the most important things was... In 1985, they also had to adjust what they thought of as a child because David had been putting out all those letters for so long the saying 12 and 13 years old adults. is considered an adult. So they're saying, stop touching kids, and they're fucking a... Sorry, and they're... <laughs> I'm going to repeat that. That's not very appropriate. Uh, uh, if, you, if they put out a memorandum saying you're not allowed to touch kids, and instead of that... He is having sex with a 14-year-old. He can be saying, "I'm not having sex with a kid." According to David's teachings, this is an adult. You know, so like they had to they had to change not only a memorandum saying you're not allowed to have sex with ch children. Number one, number two, children are also up until the age of 18. It's two different specific things they had to make in, and I, I just don't understand how they can still be a. Uh, a company that is going around like today. I don't understand how you would have any association with it whatsoever. Like, dissolve what the fuck you are as a company, as a religion in any sense, and then pivot to something else that has no recollection with David Berg in any... But is David Berg still a part of the group at this point? In 1985. He's a, he's a member of the group until... He dies. Until he dies, yeah. Until he He's dies. like the leader, like the founder, like what? Yeah, is you have to think of him as like the religious Moses. spiritual head. Yeah, yeah, the spiritual head. He like got a. He communicates with God. God communicated with him to tell oh. him when the end of the world oh. was. Oh, God yes. talks to him. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. Ugh. Seriously. Uh, so in 2005, <laughs> Claire Boric, a spokesperson for the Family International, stated, Due to the fact that our current zero-tolerance policy regarding sexual interactions between adults and underage minors was not in our literature published before 1986, we came to the realization that during the transitional stage of our movement from 1978 to 1986, there were cases with some minors who were subjected to sexually inappropriate advances. This was corrected officially in 1986, where in any contact between an adult and minor, any person under the age of 21 of age, was declared an excommunic excommunicable offense. I don't know. I just feel like that statement is so. That was like a public. That yeah yeah. So a spokesperson stated that specifically. So I want to read it one more time. So is this? Is he making money? Like, how are they funding these? colonies and how he can move so quickly and like where great are the question. funds coming from great question so in the in the beginning uh when he first started out and he was getting he originally worked as a pastor before he founded his own religion and his former employer um whose name i don't have his former employer owned a bunch of the uh no 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 it was Definitely like a, a specific that. person, like a very specific person. You know what I mean? Like where you work for a pastor individually. And he funded this shit? No, no, no. So most of the funds would come from the ten, all of his uh, like followers. Like people just giving up all their giving shit. Giving up all the shit, but not only that. So this guy, um, I want to get his name now. He had a lot of property, mainly all out in California where this was started. And he also owned a television uh, public television station. Network. Yeah. And so he, uh, the Children of God was actually 
on the public station a lot asking for public funds being like a saying that they were a um, to get donations non-profit and it, it, it was actually they had so many different companies uh, that would all funnel money back in through the children of God uh, so it was weird it's like he almost set up his own little empire where he if he one company wasn't able to get a non-profit um, status from the government he would dissolve that company and then open up another one under a new name with a different person as a leader and then they would go for the nonprofit until they were able to and the way they were actually able to break up a lot of the uh, um, a lot of the colonies out here in uh, America when it was still under the children of God because you have to understand this the, uh, the State Department actually had to get involved because some of the kids that got missing um, were like American children, so they they had to get the. Oh, now I want to read from the Attorney General. The Attorney General got involved in 1974. Of California. Uh. Or New York. I wonder why it was New York. The kid might have been from New York. Oh right, yeah, you're right. Okay, so I have a lot more to go over though. Okay. Okay, so in 1994, uh, no, I don't want to read that part yet. Alright, so th this is what the uh, Attorney General report um, said the following techniques were used to attract and to hold converts. One, the members were. Uh, members appeared at a draft board quoting scripture to avoid military service to then use against them later uh, saying that they were pastors of the children of God and pastors were relieved from duty so they and then at a later time the children of God would be like well you're not a pastor with us so we could hold that against you know what I mean it was a way to be able to hold it against them so they encouraged people to go to uh, draft boards like quoting scripture and saying that they were clergymen um, yeah, clergymen of the children of God specifically to avoid military service that's a that's a federal offense so they would right. use that specifically uh, another thing they would do is a complete badgering of a mind until they were completely and entirely broken then the subject was persuaded to then become part of the group a new convert was required to write out his his or her past history and encouraged to emphasize and oftentimes exaggerate the use of drugs criminal uh, criminal involvement and any other self-incriminating acts. Such information was then later used to convince a parent that the offspring was better off with the group. It gave them a group of further, uh, sorry, it gave the group a firmer hold on the convert. Now this is all sent out by the Attorney General report just when trying to recover one child. And they were able to recover one child, but not from this, not from uh, this case. It's crazy how like long it took. This was down back in 1974, and this stuff still happened. I think that this specific report, the child was returned in like 1992. I'm pretty sure. Um, so they were like a teenager. Yeah, older. Uh, yeah, yeah, years later. Yeah, yeah. probably in their 20s. Jeez. You know what I mean? Because they're the children aren't told anything either. They're not given information, obviously. Uh, so then another one, a new convert was taught to complete subservience to the group and that all government was of Satan, thus making them enemies of the established society and ultimately enemies of established religion. And then... Hail uh, Satan, government. <laughs> those having disgruntled parents and those involved with trouble in law agencies were then shipped to other colonies. Uh, Alright, so after David Berg dies in 1994, of unknown causes, too... Um, 1995, there's a British lawsuit relating the custody of a child born into the cult. The judge wrote a 295-page opinion on the family itself, determining that the group had permitted sexual abuse of minors, delivered isolating... No, wait. Deliberately isolated and sequestered children away from their parents and used extensive corporal punishment. Uh, the justice also determined that by the time of the trial in 1995, the practices had since ceased and now believes the family was not presently unsafe in an unsafe environment for children. So at 1995, 
he had recognized that up until 1986, it had, that these actions had happened, but as of now, in 1995, that the family was not, not presently an unsafe environment for children. Which is still fucking insane. Like, so, uh, the person who is now in, in charge of the cult and is the current leader, uh, she assumed control right after David Bird died, is Karen Zerby. And she is David's second wife. So his first, his first wife he had four children with. Second wife he had one child with. And those kids had kids because he then molested his grandchildren. Correct, yes. Actually, um, with one of these people... Um, So we had four children, Linda, Paul, Jonathan, and Faithy. <laughs> uh, so Faithy herself has been accused uh, of... Hold on. Uh, she's been accused, but she has not been charged with uh, sexual acts with minors. Both a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old have come forward, but she has not been charged with it yet. Males or females? Males. Uh, she has also been uh, accused herself of um, encouraging, like uh, encouraging children and helping her dad make uh, the pornographic, the child porn videos. Uh, so she was like. There were videos that were made specifically... People would send videos to David because nobody really knew where David was at any time other than the higher members of the clergy, the cult, whatever you would want to call them. So people would be sending him videos. Like There's hours and hours of video uh, of people sending in like porn of themselves, like having sex and saying David's name out With loud. Kids. No, no, no. Most of the videos are adults having consensual sex with each other and then sending the videos to David. Uh, it's funny because, like, with some of these interviews, they do, they have to, they're interviewing people that are, like, considering themselves priests. And they're like, your cult, your religion now, in the past, has produced pornography. And to watch these priests squirm, to have to be like, listen, none of that is any more what we're about. And they're like, yeah, but it was a part of your religion. And it's like, yeah. and he's like, yes. And it's like, why are you a part of this religion, man? He probably like, sent some video then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand that. So there were there was definitely child pornography found, and it was, like, videos that were made specifically to David's requests. David also had, and a bunch of his Moses he letters. He's so gross looking. Like, what does he look like? Absolutely fucking hideous. Good. Hideous. I thought you were going to say handsome, and I was going to no. say, ugh. Hideous, dude. Like, has a mole on his cheek. Like, like he's no very... Hair. Most of his pictures are, like, they don't have a lot of pictures of him, because he he was so secluded. Like, not a lot of... He was so rich. He had so much money. He could just do whatever he wanted, but he was always hidden. And he did a lot of, of his own... Draw, like self-portraits he, he would drew draw himself as a lion so he would like it would be similarities but he would be at this huge mane and like he's was it fighting I mean yeah he did a lot of comics he oh, okay a, and like the ones that were specific for teenagers had a lot of illicit drawings like Man, titties titties and people fucking and like he, he was very I mean it was it was all in the years of the age of love, you know what I mean? Like the, is the right. 60s and Coming 70s. Out of the 60s, so it was 60s, like hippies yeah. were very drawn to it because it was all about free love and all that type of stuff. This other stuff was happening in the background without a lot of people knowing. Um, the other crazy thing that I want to bring up is that how many actors were a part of it? Joaquin Phoenix grew up in this. He grew up in it until... until um, oh, shit. Yeah, until drawings of... Uh, no, until uh, writings, the Mo Letter started coming out where like... He was saying people are adults at 12, 13 years old. Then the family left. There were a couple other... So, like, River was a part of it, too? Yeah, yeah. River Phoenix was, yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, they grew up in it. Like, 
and he even I watched a couple of uh, Walking Phoenix's interviews talking about fucked it. Up, yeah, like did you see him give his uh, interview after like he won for the Joker? No, he was just like fucking weird. Oh really? Like yeah, he was like rude to a reporter and like I mean he's a great actor. Yeah, but like yeah, I know. I, I'm just guessing I mean, like you have to put on a persona when you become somebody when you're and like River like Phoenix killed himself yeah. or did he OD oh shit he now might have OD'd now I don't know I do know that one he, of uh, one of David Byrne's kids committed suicide um, or okay it was alleged because nobody was there but he was found off a cliff off of uh, so let me make sure he doesn't step on the power button he was found off of a cliff off of France um, like he jumped that's what they think that's what most people are saying so it was ruled as a suicide but they don't know um, I'm not sure if it was his kids. I'm pretty sure it was Paul's kids. Now, uh, a bunch of high-ranking members of the clergy were... I remember there was just one article talking about it where they were interviewing Paul's wife, ex-wife now. And who's Paul? They, Paul is uh, David's child. Oh. First, first son born, but I think there was an older daughter. First born son. Um... But, so his wife was pregnant, Paul's, and members of the church were trying to ask David questions about how to successfully have sex with a pregnant woman, and David asked his son and his son's wife to perform, to have sex in front of, like, all the high-ranking members of the males in the church to be able to show how to do it correctly, and when the wife refused, Paul, the son, took a two-by-four and hit her in the stomach with it. And she was pregnant? And she was pregnant, with it. yeah. Did the baby did. make it? The baby did survive, yeah. Yeah, she was... Oh, so oh, Paul's so, a real oh, piece so, of shit, too. So Paul's a real piece of shit, too. Well, I mean, I'm guessing because of his actions and everything that he did, that's the reason why he took his own life, you know what I mean? Like, coming... He, he did when he was 27, 28 years old, I think. I'm almost positive he was, like, 27. When he, he committed, when he committed suicide. suicide, yeah. So when was his wife pregnant? Like when he was like twenty, because he could have sex very when he was twelve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But he was pregnant very young, but um, after uh, after he committed suicide, um, the children were not returned to. Those were the two kids that were missing for a really long period of time. Uh, the wife's children were not returned to him to the nineties. Paul's kids. Paul's kids. Interesting. Yeah. So you have to think if. He started the religion in 1968. The children were already born. Uh, I'm not sure if all four of them were, but some of the children were already born. They were big advocates and involved in the um, in the religion itself. You know, they were. It was almost like a dictatorship. Like, you know, David and his wife were at the top, and then all the kids were like bishops. Yeah. I think they were called. You know, so they they were all like high-ranking members of the of the religion itself. Even when they were very young, so I think like he, he recruited people. It's funny because almost all the pictures they have him, he's like fucking seventy, so he looks fucking oh, yeah. hideous, dude. But he had like I don't know, he had two actual wives, and then I'm there were have been books coming out, um, which I have a quote from one of them because it, it just ended really well. Uh, her name was Serena Kelly, but she was a child bride. She had came up with a whole book about how she was a child bride of David, uh, David Birds, uh, groomed since she was like six years old to be able to like pleasure a man and stuff like that. Just like the the book itself too, I really want to read, but I I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna, you know I want to be able to bring myself to read it because it's real and it fucking happens and I want to. I don't know, I want to be able to understand, like, her her point of view, like, her side of the story, but I don't want to read and I don't want to hear about the things that did happen because it's going to kill me. It's going to fucking kill me. None of those people systematically did that. So essentially, was he, like, recruiting adults with children or, like, legitimately recruiting children or both? 
Uh, 100% he was recruiting... Um, okay, so no, not 100%. He was recruiting uh, teens, mainly, because they're... And like, 18-year-olds, because that's when you can get drifted. Right, but a lot of uh, kids under the age of 18, but... Like, teenagers, I would say probably between the ages of, like, 15 and, and 18, because it's, like, hippies. Like, people who are getting kicked out of their houses. Drug addicts. Like, anybody... Now, did they do drugs within the group, too? No. No, no. no. Everybody was... No, no. no alcohol. Squeaky. Yeah. Squeaky yeah. clean. I mean, other than their pedophilic actions, which... Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Are they grooming the young boys to be, like... Abusive towards women, yes. or like yes, I got it. Yes, so the women were definitely seen as child bears. Vessels. Yes, and it's crazy because there's a documentary on uh, Netflix that I watch. It's only 45 minutes long, but it only follows one family. And What's it called? Um, let me tell you about it in a second. Netflix. Mm-mm. Children of God. Oh, it's called Children of God. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Okay, so it's called. It's a documentary called Children of God, and it is back in the not early '90s. I think it's before David died. That's when the documentary came out. Oh, okay. And it only followed one family that went through a, a woman that w- went in and came out. Okay, wait. Did I watch that? Are they in Texas? Oh, I think so. And she like homeschools oh, the kids. Well, and then she go. Well, they lived in like Colombia or Venezuela or something like that. But she was she was from England originally. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's only like forty five minutes long, and it's like and then not it's it's you can tell it like the content or the filming shit is all very low budget, but it uh, it followed this one woman who I'm pretty sure she met her husband down there. Uh, in the in the religion, met her husband, had three kids, and then her three kids were all so indoctrinated that even after she left, uh, her three kids were also in it, still in it, and all three of her kids, no, no, two of her kids had children from high-ranking members of the uh. church. And after they were finally able to get out with their children as well, uh, the fathers have zero contact, don't pay a dime for their kids, and refuse... To ever acknowledge them as, as anything. How many higher ups were there? Ah man, uh, so you had to think like there there were 120 colonies, right? And in charge of every single colony are a staff of people mm-hmm. that that all, so when mo letters get sent out too, you had to think there are mo letters for high ranking officials, mo letters for like. I think I think the high-ranking people were all called bishops, like the very high ups. And then there's like you know, clergymen, and then all the way down to like the children. So e- even stuff that is specific just for the public, that's like the lowest level. So right. Like there's different levels for uh, the group itself. When the, when you're thinking high high-ranking members, it could even be like. Not every high-ranking person in the group is part of the systematic child abuse. Right. They, people even in the lowest, the the newcomers that are doing sexual abuse against children are hidden and protected, even if it's against members in their own in their own community because it's it's okay. It's supposed to be okay. Well, I wonder like how many pedophiles just joined. Specifically, just for that, yeah. That's so, so that's gross. one of the things too that in in that documentary, uh, the woman talks about it. They, the higher up people in I don't know if it was Columbia, Venezuela, where they're at, but they're saying this is a new member. They're looking for they need a place to stay. He's they're now staying in your house, and they had plenty of people stay in their house or whatever. But uh, one of them sexually abused one of the children, and they're interviewing the girl talking about it in the house that it happened. I, it was like devastating for me. Like I couldn't take it. Like get the fuck out of the house, dude. Do the interview somewhere right, else. Right, I understand right. you guys are trying to be like, oh, get the raw emotion, but it was killing me. Like she's talking about all the shit that happened, uh, and the, and when she 
kick the person out. The person just went to the clergyman, you know, the next person up in the house, and they're like, all right, cool. You didn't work in this house. We'll move you to another house. Like, Jesus. Yeah, and so um, another thing they talked about in that documentary as well was uh, if you're, if you're, you don't go to a doc, you don't go to a doctor. Like, Jesus can heal you, everything like that. You don't go to a doctor. So one of the, one of the girls in the documentary, one of the daughters, she died, she had lupus, and they told her to stop taking your medication. Like, the medication was wrong, stop taking your medication. She died within, like, seven months. Well, isn't, like, not that I can comment on this a lot, but, like, in this era of vaccinations, Mm -hmm. right, a lot of Christians and Catholics will not take any kind of medication because they believe it will alter their spirit when they die and it will get rejected for them to go into heaven or some bullshit. There's a specific... Like, you're altering your um, spiritual being after death. There's a specific denomination, I'm pretty sure, of Christians that don't... They refuse blood transfusions. Yes. Because that is, like, I don't know, sacred in some way. Like, what? Right. That well, and, like, I feel like there's other religions that also won't take Sure, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. But, so that kind of makes sense that they were like, don't go to the doctor, Jesus will heal you. Yeah, yeah. And then that moment I'd be like, hail Satan. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't understand the the, the mom. Uh, I mean, like you said, I, I, we're too intelligent or too fucking stupid to do this stuff. Like, somebody was in your, in your fucking house and they sexually molested your children and the people who are supposed to help you take care of that situation or whatever. Or protect you, yeah. Protected that person instead. And then, like, not only that, they're like, when you try to get out, they take your fucking family away from you? Like... Right, and I think it's tough when you bring religion into the factor, because at least, like, with the thing that I was talking about last week was really, like, self-help and, like, really nothing else was involved with it. Where, like, religion is, like, people die hard, like, go to church every Sunday, and I kind of... faith. I'm not saying that that's a cult. Yeah. But I think there's probably a lot of people that entered into this. They're like, oh, I'm leveling up how I'm... Right. You know, like, how I'm a child of God or whatever. And in reality, it's just, like, a big fucking pedophilia ring behind it. That people are abducting children from their parents... And it's, like, also, like, how, how many lawsuits are there, really, against certain... Do you know that? No. Or well, if, like, I mean, like, that that's the biggest problem. people are so terrified to even... That's the biggest problem. There was even a letter, one of the Mo letters that got sent out where he talked about being getting under a lawsuit. And he, he like, the way he's so condescending and, like, he, he, like, literally puts in there, ha, dash, ha... They couldn't catch me anyways. I'm like, yeah. they don't know where I am. And then he said, if they if they could catch me, they wouldn't be able to get a dime off me anyways. They don't know where my money is. Like, he's so condescending the way he does it. it I, I swear to God, it reminded me of fucking Trump. I don't, I, I can't help myself in relating the two in the way that they talk. Their speech, you know what I mean? It's like... Well, it's like the power complex, right, of yeah. like... Again, they like, will believe me so, no matter what. But like that thing, like I'm fucking god. Yeah, it's so fucking yeah. stupid, so narcissistic. So there was so. also evidence too that he had been molested as a child. Yeah, and uh, I I wanted to end it on 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 some good note, kind of, you know, and he obviously had a lot of pain behind him. And with that pain, he obviously used his influence in an extremely negative way. Uh, and Serena Kelly, she was the child bride. She wrote a whole book, and one of the sayings that she put out in there was, hurt people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. And I just think that's so important because, like, if David Burke had gotten help that he needed from all the tragedy that happened in his life, what the fuck could he have done? 
who who could he have been? Well, that's also like nature versus nurture. Yeah, totally, one hundred percent. Or like, are people born this way? Are they made this way? And it's like some people are born that way. Yeah. I think yeah. too. Yeah. Some people are made that way, and it's. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, I think we talk about this a lot too. It's like mental health obviously is a huge thing, but we know plenty of people with mental health issues that could be real assholes and aren't but I feel like raping have, children. Right. They have learned to heal, you know, and I feel right. like uh, that's like a really important thing. Everybody hurts. Everybody's been through pain and everything like that, but I feel like... In some form of trauma. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm lucky enough to sit here and say I was never sexually assaulted or molested as a kid, and I can only imagine like how that would make you grow up but I think everybody carries some form of trauma that you could revert and just be awful right you know yeah and that's why I think the, the there's that whole stigma behind getting help or even just talking to somebody you know what I mean and such bullshit it's it even a therapist needs a fucking therapist if you listen to people's bullshit all day long you definitely need to talk to somebody well there's this this <laughs> fucking negative especially where we grew up like yeah. i think about like our parents generation and shit it's like this form of fucking weakness or like people with mental health problems can't be trusted yeah. or whatever and it's like this crazy fucking thing it's like life is so short why would you want to be a prisoner in your own brain yeah. where you can get help you can you know you can take medication you can go to therapy like there's a lot of things that you can do to you know like mitigate that and i think it's i don't know it's just like an interesting concept like yeah. granted like it all boils down to like mental health yeah. and like all these people who joined it granted they were influenced because they were children but i can only imagine the mental health issues these people have now that they're they're out yeah. Or they're still in it, trying to get out, and I, you know. I think one other thing, too, is that you're also not special if you have a mental health issue. I think it's extremely relatable, and I think in Comments. that, it's special. I think that's a special thing. Like, it's a relatable thing because a lot of times I used to think, I'm the only one who feels this way. Like, no, nobody feels this way, and it's... It's nice to at least know people know how I feel. You know what I mean? Oh, and there's definitely somebody else that feels that way. Yeah, right. Somewhere. Right. Like, in that exact moment as yeah. well. Well, I kept thinking about children of the corn. Why? Just because, like, children of God, children of the corn. <sighs> like, I just kept thinking of... It's a fucked up movie. That's a, that's a good movie. It's a cult classic. Ooh, so. I like it. Yeah. Cool. That's episode four. Down. Let's fucking go. You can stop it. Not yet. Thanks for coming out (laughs) for episode four of Crimes, Cannabis, and Cocktails. I'm Seda, and that's Jane. (laughs) See ya.